G'day folks and welcome to Happy Days. This is your pal Jesse on the mic thanking each and every single one of you for taking the time to listen to this little podcast. Proudly brought to you by my very own Freak Productions. If you haven't supported or checked out out of morbid curiosity, go to www.frekproductions.com. Why did I spell it out? Because it's spelt with two E's. Because when you look up the word freak with two E's in the dictionary, it means too weird to be a freak. Amen to that. So, uh, this week's episode, I thought I would take us down a little creative route um, of inspiration and motivation with a very fascinating individual named Claire Fitzpatrick. She is a an accomplished Australian author that I hold in high respect and regard uh, for her imaginative tales of horror for uh, and her use of um, dealing with her own mental health and um, as a diagnosed um, epileptic as well, she's been able to take a negative and turn it into a positive through these incredible stories that she writes. Um, She has won awards, Uh, she's been writing since she was a teenager, so she is truly living the dream of a creative, um, you know, and... And when I say successful, I measure success by the fact that she is able to write a book and get it out there. And this is a great conversation that we have um, with a few little technical little glitches here and there, um, just audio stuff, but uh, you'll be able to get the gist of it all. But um, it's a great chat and she's an absolute um, stellar human being. I absolutely love talking to her i've um i'm so privileged that i know her um and it's it's a real honor to speak to her about mental health dealing with illness and um just being able to apply um that understanding that she's had since childhood and apply that to where she is today as as a young adult and as a writer um you know, and how utilizing the creativity as a coping mechanism. Um, and I think it's important to inspire um, many of you out there that are listening, whether it's two of you or 20 of you that are listening to this. Um, and by the way, thank you each and every single one of you that do listen to this podcast. I don't just do it because I love the sound of my own voice, which I don't. I do it more so because um, I seek out actively real people um and amongst you know the 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 charismatic folk that i speak to from time to time i speak you know i love speaking to people from all walks of life as you've discovered on this show and claire is one such person that um i felt very um excited about speaking to because there are some really good viewpoints on here that we discuss and cover that I think many of you will be able to take something away from. So without further ado, um, let's have a chat to Claire Fitzpatrick, author of the book Metamorphosis and uh, various other tales of the macabre, the, the funny and the, uh, the imaginative. And let's go on a little creative escape into the unknown intestinal journey with Claire Fitzpatrick here on Happy Days. Hello, Claire. Hello. 
How goes? Cleared. Stress. Awesome. Fun. Stress. Yeah, yeah. Life. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just a typical, typical day in this uh, crazy world we live in, right? Well, a bit extra, but that's that's not that interesting. But yeah, but it's all crazy world. You know what? <laughs> but it's as as a as a budding creative type, I always say it's fuel for the creative madness that uh, mm. uh, that helps us create the the imaginative works we create. Full, but hundred percent, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Claire, thanks so much for taking the time to share your happy days with me. It's an absolute joy to have you on here. It's been a a, a while in the making, so thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, look, I'm 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 just hoping to have a little bit of a, a chat with you about what you do and what inspires you. Um, and, and just in a way that we can maybe inspire and motivate a few people out there listening to, you know, follow suit and follow whatever their creative desires are in, in life. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And I think it's important. Yeah. Cool, man. (laughs) Like I, um, I met you a little while ago and, um, I just found incredible, incredibly fascinating your approach to writing. So, uh. And I'm, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying this book of yours, Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Um, your collection of sh- short stories—it's really well put together, actually. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd love you're to just... start there, maybe. Yeah, you're just saying that. What do you want? Um... Well, okay, okay. So, <laughs> no, no, but in all seriousness, it's a great yeah. little book, man. It's—I um, don't know—it's something that you should be proud of. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, I'm actually really surprised that um, IFWG picked it up. I, I just sort of pitched it over Messenger. <laughs> um, right. I'd obviously met um, the publisher a few times and we'd sort of known each other just, just speaking. And I, I kind of said, you know, I've, I've got these ideas. I've got these, all these, sh- these short stories published, some unpublished. Um, do you have any kind of openings? And he was just like, you know, give me a few months, you know, and then time went past and then he's like, oh, I'm not really open at the moment. And then I just sort of shot him a message, a messenger and saying, hey, we keep, you know, missing each other. Um, I can see that there isn't a submissions call out on the website, but can I pitch you something? Um, and yeah, I just pitched him a short stories that were published, some were un- unpublished. And it went from there. He accepted it and um, Metamorphosis was released unto the world. That's awesome, man. You know, I, I would say straight off the bat that your your from what you've just said there, your first piece of advice I would take out of that is mm-hmm. is consistency and persistence. Yes, yeah. Um, there's I don't know if, if if listeners or anything have seen like Mean Girls the movie, and it's like the teacher says, you know, I'm a pusher. I push yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah, be a pusher like in a positive way of just you know nudging reminding people that you're there that you exist that you're a creator reminding publishers just you know trying to stand out a bit and say hey i'm here i've got these ideas yeah they align with you and um yeah stay persistent absolutely so um i'd love to talk more about metamorphosis but i'd I'd like to also time travel a little bit and just Mm -hmm. sort of get a little uh insight on your background like where, where did this creative journey for yourself start like was, uh, it, was it a high school thing? Was it like just childhood? Um. Oh, okay. Well, I guess so. Like, 
my first actually professional short story came out in 2015, mm-hmm. but I had a few like uh, comedy short stories come out in 2013. But I mm-hmm. guess I had been writing all since um, teenage years, I suppose. Um, I'm 31 now, but I started writing pop, I think, actually, maybe like 11, 12, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, and it started out as just kind of fantasy things, but then it progressively grew more darker. Um, I think because I was diagnosed with epilepsy when I was 12, and so that was right. really depressing, to be honest. Mm, like, it was yeah. really hard and couldn't go to the school camp, you know, didn't make friends when I started high school, and it just was very isolating. So I would shut myself up in my room and just write, you know, just write about how I was feeling and um, – yeah, they, they were kind of adventure stories, but they always had these undertones of a bit of grief, I think, and just yeah. how I was feeling about having epilepsy because it's crap, I can well, say. Well, it's, it's a real thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, and it was just very isolating. And, you know, I had some friends in high school. I had a boyfriend, you know, dated here and there, but I just – I always felt really isolated and just really alone because I didn't know anyone else who had epilepsy and um, – yeah, just as I grew older, I started writing more and I started approaching writing as more of a cathartic thing. And then slowly over time, I wrote a few comedy stories that were published, but then I started writing horror. Like I had a seizure and I was like, F this. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just started writing. Um, and in um, 2015, I the first horror story that I ever wrote was accepted. And That's amazing. Yeah, I went from there. So very different from my comedy stories that I would write. Yeah. <laughs> so um, th- th- there's a bit to take from that, but uh, the just the the way you've been able to take a negative and turn it into a positive, which is a real that's a real power in itself that few people possess. Yeah. Well, it's it's difficult, I think, because it's it was so hard, and I think being quite young and still mm. developing as a person. Mm. As I grew older, I realized that, okay, I could either use this to my detriment or use it as like a superpower. Yeah. And I don't know if it's all superpower. I'm, you know, 31, still have epilepsy. <laughs> it's, it's very hard, but I, I realized. I think, I think you're doing well. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I just realized that I had to use this stress, use this yeah. kind of confusion into something practical. Yeah. And um, that's where it went, I suppose. And Later on, I guess, developing mental health issues. Yeah. I don't know, you know, from childhood experiences and things like that. And um, I just I just learned to to channel that, that writing in a really cathartic way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a form of catharsis. I like that. that. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's, re- that's, re- that's a, a really good piece of, uh, uh, you know, um, experience there for people to draw on and, and um, utilise. Because, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people out there in the world dealing with real issues. And, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously mental health is a big one that, that – I would say safely that 99.9% of people in this world are currently dealing with. Exactly. And, um, yeah, so I'm also diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Right. And um, so I couple that with epilepsy. Well, uh, what <laughs> hell of a weird mind I've got. <laughs> Man, um, that, that adds for some great storytelling. Yeah, but um, I, I don't know what I would, would do without writing. Like it's just such a yeah. way to channel the way that I'm feeling and the – I guess uh, the reason I write more gory things and more mm. horror is because I can do things to characters. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm really stressed and I'll think, oh, you know, I'll just chop someone's limbs off and it makes me feel better. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm very curious to, to ask you a bit about that because you have a very unique perspective on your writing, which I, yeah. I quite admire. But before I get into that, um, you know, I, I, um, I would love to ask you about, you know, going back to high school. Yeah. You, you, you know, you're going through this, this thing that's, you know, uh, leaves you angry, confused, mm-hmm. depressed, all of those things yep. whilst trying to be a normal teenager in school. <laughs> and you talk about this escapism and creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, did, you, did you find solace in reading books as well or, or watching movies? Of, of course, of course. Like definitely reading books and watching movies. Um, yeah. I... <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm now actually friends with the author Sonia Hartnett, which is, you know, teenage so. me is like, that's cool. But I, when yeah. I was a teenager, I used to steal her books from the library. <laughs> oh, awesome. And I still have them. Um, <laughs> we, won't, we won't tell her. <laughs> oh, I, I, I've told her. It's hilarious. <laughs> she thinks it's hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so I would read a lot. And um, I, I would reading was really great. It was just a great way of to, to escape, you know. Mm. And all these, I guess these teenagers had all these exciting lives and I, a mm. part of me wished that I could do those things and I couldn't. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, movies were actually really good as well because um, I met a friend through a online writing group. It was like forums mm-hmm. for um, fans of Isabel Carmody. Right. Um, his name is Ben and he... I wrote these depressing poems, as you do as a teenager. <laughs> and uh, he messaged me and he's like, you cool? Are you all good? <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think I was like 14, 15, and he was about 25. And and he's like, I'm not trying to be creepy or anything. But he's like, you know, I have epilepsy as well. And I was like, really? And this was the first person I'd ever known who had epilepsy. And so he's just like, what I like to do is watch movies. And I was like, cool. So he said, if it's not weird, can I post you a few movies, like mail you movies? Um, so I asked my parents. I was like, is it okay if this 25-year-old man uh, sends me movies? And so they were like, okay, fair enough. You know, we'll vet him. Um, mm-hmm. But he did. And, and we're still friends. And so he, he would send me movies. And he'd send me like just so many different genres of movies. And it would make me feel so much better. That's you know? amazing. Yeah, and it really got me into a lot of darker things. So even like, yep. like Wuthering Heights, you know, that's, yep, like, yep. that's got some dark crap in that. Like that's Dude, like there's dark. some dark shit in these movies. So, that's so dark shit. And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so I, I love movies and films. And just because of this guy, he reached out to me and he's just like, I like this. Mm-hmm. I, it makes me feel better when I watch movies. Maybe you do too. And Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, Yes. So, awesome. so let me ask you. Uh, you know, that leads me to a nice little segue between movies and writing and yeah. reading. Um, in terms of visualizing and, and imagination, do you do you find it more? Uh, do you find a greater escapism in watching a film or from reading and being taken on that visual journey? Um, it depends what what film it is. Um, I th- I think reading, like I, I yeah. think definitely reading, because you have more of a control over your imagination mm. in a way, and yeah. obviously it's your own personal experience, and what you imagine is not going to be what someone else imagines. Yeah, or it might be close to it, but it's still your individual experience. Yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah, but I I do love just um watching movies anyway and uh, I, I watch a lot of like foreign films oh, really? foreign, cool. yeah a lot of foreign horror films a lot of European horror films and that's a whole other experience and I guess it is reading when you're reading subtitles <laughs> yeah um 
but yeah I, I really like reading because I think it yeah it just allows you to live in someone else's shoes to go on an adventure to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do yeah and again yeah it is another form of escapism which is something I, I hope that yeah I hope other people get that in my writing yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's funny you know because just uh I'm trying to think, think of a way to tile this in but uh, yeah. when you're talking about foreign films and that I straight away thought of one of my favorite foreign films that I've seen is uh Oh, no, I'm not going to say it's French. It's I think it's German, Anatome. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that, but it is on my uh, list. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is it like? Amazing. Yeah. For what, you know, for what you write, I'm yeah. so surprised you haven't seen it yet. It's just such an underrated, um, extremely appreciated yeah. myself film. It's just, um, yeah, I think you'd get a real kick out of it. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do watch a lot of, I guess, stranger um oh this is, this is definitely strange <laughs> i watch a lot of pretty messed up things that yeah, are kind of no, foreign um yeah i'm just well, trying to yeah like mentally go through my i guess yeah. catalog of things mm. um well there's just, some good stuff out there and yeah you know, like for me anatome is, is a is a great example um i don't know it, it's just something that i thought of straight away because of uh it just took when I was reading your book Metamorphosis, that yeah. it sort of took me to a place like that. It was very anatomical, mm-hmm. um, very fascinating read, especially with your exploration <laughs> of mental health and and yeah. all that, and the way you tie horror into that. It's it's very cleverly done. So um, thank yeah. you. Yeah, love to get into it a bit. So, <laughs> what what was your inspiration in uh, approaching that those stories? Um. <laughs> Again, like I just depression. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, so most of them um were previously published, right? And there are only I think three or four maybe that are original to the collection. Yeah. Um, but when I just started writing horror and I started kind of getting the words down in a kind of really cathartic way, I just I realized that I was writing a lot of very similar things. Like I didn't realize I was writing body horror to begin with. Mm. Um. Which is weird because the first horror story that I ever wrote was Madeline, which is body horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, over time, I was like, oh, I'm writing similar themes, that there are similar kind of ideas in this. And then afterwards, I started intentionally writing body horror and intentionally watching more films. And the process was sort of like, I had a few things published and then I wrote a few original stories to it because I thought, okay, you know, how do I tie this all together? You know, what stories can, can I put into it to make it flow better? So, yeah, yeah. I guess I just sort of approached it of what works, what am I good at, what do people like, yeah. <laughs> you know, what do people enjoy of mine? Um, yeah, and just that's why there's a bunch of different things. There's, you know, body horror, a lot of anatomical things, there's some yeah. sci-fi body horror and some, you know. Yeah, there's the sci-fi story uh, that you wrote in there. Uh... Uh, is it eat or no mechanical garden yeah that was great um oh, thanks yeah that was good i <laughs> just uh oh wow that, yeah i didn't see that one coming it was yeah it took well, me a little by surprise and i was like wow this is an interesting angle yeah again it's about my epilepsy <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely no no I, I i love it madeline was right off the bat that was a hell hell of a way to just get hit face first with this creative force um like <laughs> that's I've good. Never, yeah well that's the thing like i've never read a story like that where 
you know, someone is just peeling flesh from their skin and, and mm-hmm. just the way you talk about it. And it's, yeah, yeah, just, a, I don't know, just a, it's a very interesting way of approaching horror as, um, I don't know, unconventional. Mm. Yeah, well, well, I'm a massive fan of, of just, you know, um, a lot of horror writers and a lot of directors who, who approach like body horror, but it's also a metaphor. So, yeah. of course, I'm going to mention Cronenberg. Like, yeah. like Cronenberg is just everything is so metaphorical, but it says something. It says something about mm. society as who we are as people, you know, what it means to exist in our, in our bodies. And also, you know, Clive Barker. Clive yeah. Barker is like one of my favourite authors. And a lot of his body horror stuff is about what it means to be human and what it means to be connected to our bodies. And so I guess I was approaching Madeline as, yeah. you know, how I feel connected to my body and the way that I don't feel connected, you know, mm-hmm. sort of with my epilepsy. Um, yeah. You know, you have a seizure and you can't control it. Yeah. And it's such a disconnection and it's, that's what's depressing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I guess I was, yeah, I guess I was just trying to make that connection through this character and saying, you know, she feels no connection with her body and just trying to take control of it, but taking control of it is not always the best thing because she becomes this monster, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting, man. I, yeah. I really, I really uh, appreciate that. And uh, I hope, <laughs> I hope people listening appreciate that too. Cause it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's just very, very original and imaginative. And Thank you. I love that you mentioned Clive Barker in there as well. I, oh, yeah. I love Clive Barker. He's the freaking best. <laughs> yeah. Right, so right. good. <laughs> I um yeah I have, I have a, a regular visit of the books of blood from yeah. time to time and yeah it's kind of my go-to yeah so, the friend yeah. who sent me um like 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 all the movies he also got me introduced into Clive Barker he he gave me a copy of the Hellbound Heart and he was like read oh. this and I was like okay and then I read the books of blood people were like why don't you read that first and I was and like I said to my friend he sent me this <laughs> one first he's <laughs> just like what's well, my favorite yeah so yeah it's just Great being exposed to writers like him. It is. And I, I guess um, one thing I, I, I'm curious, there's a couple of questions and opinions I'd love to ask you, but mm-hmm. um, but let, let's talk about you a little more because, I mean, you, you've, you know, you're, you're, you're a published author. I mean, for starters, how does that feel <laughs> to be a writer and be published? Um, pretty great. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm still me. Like, I'm still, like, I still, course, get like, yeah. you know, I still get like imposter syndrome and it doesn't matter how many publications I get. I think right. that's to do with the mental health issues. <laughs> but um, I think teenage me is really excited. Like teenage yeah, me cool. is like, oh my God, like, like you got there. So yeah, it's really validating. I mean, wh- what was it? What was that feeling like for you when you first picked up a copy of your book? Um, it's awesome. It's so good. It was, it was just cool because it was like, okay, this is me. This, yeah. like I was holding it and I was flicking yeah. through and I was just like wow this is me like this is this is an extension of me this is an extension of I guess a personal diary I suppose and yeah I was worried because I'm like oh god people are going to read this and learn about me but then I was so happy to get it out so I was kind of getting all the thoughts that I had out and I was like great like but also again you know teenage me I'm like oh I made it <laughs> somehow so cool. Yeah, yeah. this is really that's cool. So, that's a really good feeling. Um, I'd I'd love to know also, like, as a published author now, like yeah. for for budding authors and writers out there, um, what's your take on on published versus self published? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I I think whatever works for you. Like the yeah. um the Shadows Award that I won um in 2017 was for a self published book. 
I did approach publishers, but they just weren't really interested in a anthology of nonfiction. Mm. And um, so I, I self-published it, and that's the one that won the Rocky Wood Award. Um, I've had another self-published book, um, a novella, Indigo, that became mm-hmm. an audiobook. But I, th- I think it depends on who you want to reach. Yeah. If you're, if you're an excellent laughing, if you're like, amazing, then sure, like I, I think self-published. But I, I'm more of a hybrid yeah. kind of person. So I think some things you might not find a publisher and you might have editors read it saying, you've got to put this out into the world. Mm. And if you've had editorial feedback and you know there's something here, then definitely self-published. But I, I do think it's good to have a bit of both. Like, but, but there are so many kind of brilliant authors who started by self-publishing and then Absolutely. another publisher picked it up Yeah, and they saw the value and the merit in it. So, yeah, yeah I definitely would go for hybrid. Like, or, or, or if you just self-publish and it works for you, then that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and by yeah. the way, con- congratulations on, on winning an award as a self-published author too. I think that's yeah. an incredible achievement. Thanks. It's, yeah. Yeah, it was so weird. Um, yeah, like because it was a few years ago now. I was in 2017, and um, but I distinctly remember the ceremony, and I swore my fucking ass off. I swore. <laughs> I was like, when they called my name, I was like, oh, get fucked. And everyone <laughs> laughed, and it was recorded, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah I, cool. I, I, I find that incredibly inspiring for, for anyone out there that, you know, is uh, – you know, a lot of people can be easily <laughs> turned away or or intimidated by these awards. Yeah. Like, what if has an award winner recipient yourself? Um, what's your advice for 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 creative writers out there, like approaching? Um, you know, thinking about going for an award. I think you just got to do it. Um, obviously, mm. assess your contenders mm-hmm. and and think. Okay, like. You know, if, if I'm going to put myself out there, like, what are my chances? Who are my peers, I think? You know, who are people who would vote for you? If, if people are saying, wow, like, you've got to enter this, like, this is amazing, then mm. obviously do it. Mm. And, if, and if people aren't, but if you feel that it's, you know, the quality is there, then just do it because mm. it could happen. It, it, you, you could win. And, you know, I, I submitted the Shadows Award that I won, but um, for the Dimmer, not a black... Um, nominations so I was shortlisted for a Dittmar recently and that was all peer um so submitted so peer so like I, I guess like all the writing peers they're the ones who nominated it so I guess right. just put yourself out there yeah. you know definitely submit to things if, if you if you truly feel that you you know you're up there you're in the echelon you're in the game yeah, yeah. um and even if you don't just do it anyway mm. because you might be you yeah might, I you know that. just just do it and who knows? Like you could be surprised, and yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, even just having the courage to put yourself out there. Yeah, absolutely. Do it. Because it, it's funny because there's so many people out there that that are so gifted and talented, yet yeah, they just don't know the first thing, or and it's it's not because you know they're not smart or anything. It's just yeah. because they're just they're not educated in the ways of okay, how do I take that next step from yeah. writing a book to I don't know trying to get an award or or yeah. get recognition of some sort. Yeah. And it's it's really intimidating. It is, and mm. I remember even for the body horror book, I was sort of submitting it to places to be reviewed because I wanted mm. to have a review on the back cover. You know, I Absolutely. wanted to put it out there, and because yeah. I was self-publishing it, I wanted names on it that would stand out, even though a lot of good writers were in it. Mm. And yeah, I would approach a lot of reviewers, and it was terrifying because I thought, oh, I'm a nobody. Yeah, I've had some short stories published, but 
you know, I hadn't, you know, won an award yet or anything like that. Um, but I just, <laughs> I emailed everyone I could find, anyone who did reviews, anyone, obviously in horror, you know, anyone who I thought might appreciate it. Um, mm. I probably spammed so many people. <laughs> 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 but I was like, no, like, I, I, this is something good. And I knew I had something and I just reached out and annoyed a, a fuck lot of people. Awesome. Again, yeah. you know, that's that piece of advice that, um, yeah, definitely. that comes out. Yeah, be persistent. And... You have to be persistent, yeah, because it, I, it, ultimately it's you. It's your yeah. life, it's your career, it's whatever you want to do with it. So, And yeah. I think that's one of the qualities I, I'm um, listening to you talk. I'm, I'm very fast admiring about you is the fact <laughs> that you, you've, you've overcome such, you know, adversity like dealing with mental health and, and yeah. epilepsy. Yeah. But bringing bringing your creative uh powers to the forefront as a writer and and mm. dealing with it i think that's <laughs> it's very noble thank you it's yeah. just, i don't know like I, I just have to you know yeah. I, I i have to and like there's this thing like thing that i say i was on a panel um a few weeks ago and it was like mm-hmm. you know what are your you know advice for things and i was like there's a <laughs> there's a finite amount of fucks that you can give right <laughs> There's only a fine amount, right? You've yeah. got so many, and you have to pick and choose wisely <laughs> of who you distribute these fucks to. <laughs> and so, and the, the audience was laughing, but I'm like, no, I'm serious, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only I got so many, and I've got yeah. to put myself out there because otherwise I could just sit here and be like flipping depressed and mm. just wallow in self pity, or I can sit yeah. there and I can write and I can write about how shit I feel yeah but also know that maybe other people can read it and they might be feeling that way and they might be thinking yeah. oh fuck I feel that way too like you know yeah just gotta, yeah do I'm it loving it yeah <laughs> I, I I feel it like I, I'm feeling the the therapy of talking to you and listening to you cause, yeah because like as a, as a writer I I quite often just get flooded with and overwhelmed by self-doubt I, yeah. I you know like recently sit there with a complete you know, completed book, and mm-hmm. and I just go, oh, no one's going to give a fuck about this, and I'm ready to hit the right. delete button. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and then <laughs> you kind of go, well, no, I think someone out there is going to give a fuck, and yeah. then maybe another person will give a fuck. Yeah, and, exactly. And you just yeah. got to do it, and it's yeah. terrifying, but you know, you just, just got to do it. You just got to approach people. It's it's kind of like cold calling sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. hey, would you like to notice me? Thanks. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, and I, I'm so tough. glad that I I met you on the convention circuit because I've I have nothing but praise and love for the <laughs> um for the, the the people that make these conventions like Oz Comic Con Supernova oh and that I think it's just such an important thing for people like yourself and myself and any creative uh, out there in the world I think yeah. it's just so great such a great way for us to connect it's it's awesome like i started going as a teenager just just mm. going as like a guest meeting like some of my favorite writers and and just getting you know autographs from people on tv and movies that i loved yeah. and when i was actually invited i was like oh my god like this is so cool and it's mm. just it's great to be recognized but it's also just so cool to meet people there you know yeah. like like meet people like you just meeting other people who are yeah. like-minded who are just cool people with so such cool ideas it's great um, isn't it and yeah and, and you just feel inspired and motivated as well yeah yeah I, I i i don't know i always walk away from these conventions slightly more elevated and rejuvenated like yeah. i just feel like yeah i can fucking do this yeah and it's yeah it's just cool to see people especially just people who you might have seen a few years ago who might have had a little small table 
and now it's bigger and now they've yeah. got a banner and now yeah. they've got people lining up and it's like you know you go girl you go mm. Glen Coco. Like, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell good yeah. for you. And yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. And I think it was just really cool the first time that I was behind the table and I was like, oh, wow, this is, again, teenage me. It's like, oh, my God, this is great. And just, just being there for your peers and just being there to support other authors, it's just really fun and just awesome. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, it's so good, man. I, I Yeah. Yeah, I could I couldn't add to that if I tried because that's pretty much exactly <laughs> how I felt, man. I was just yeah. like – going doing the same thing as you supporting and yeah you know just getting all starry-eyed meeting your favorite <laughs> people and and just and meeting these authors behind the tables and thinking oh wouldn't it be cool if one day i was that person behind right? the table? And yeah and then it yeah. happens and you go damn this, this is freaking awesome it's so cool and i remember the first time i went in like you know the the green room like upstairs yeah yeah people and I was like cool look at your minions look at all you ants down there <laughs> <laughs> one of you once <laughs> I love it's it. really cool yeah no it's it, it's great I mean it's it's kind of a the, the payoff of what we do isn't it it's like it is. you, it's, you know some people yeah. look down at you and they sneer and go oh it's just a hobby it's just a phase no. it's solitary it's so wonderful to meet people who stand for you and the same issues or might not be going through the same thing in their life but they they write they create they're creative people and so you have that bond with people even if you don't know them mm. you have that understanding which is what i really love about it and it's, yeah again just fun just cool people. <laughs> yeah i love it i love it um so moving forward uh you're you're working on more material now like more books yeah um i actually have a book that should be coming out next um another anthology actually so it's um it's called, yeah it's it's called a vindication of monsters um essays oh, cool. on mary wollstonecraft and mary shelley oh. um yeah and the rest of the shelley gang i guess the original mm. shelley gang <laughs> yeah cool um yeah, that's coming out from IFWG Publishing, um, the one that did my collection. Um, I actually went to, I think it was Supernova, and they had the cover on, on my poster. And I was like, hey, that's not your book. And they were like, do you want it to be our book? Yeah. <laughs> and they, you know, pitched it to me and just said, like, you know, we want to put this out. So that's super exciting. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah. So I've got that and I've just submitted my novel to a few publishers. So fingers crossed someone picks it up. Otherwise, it. I'll probably just be depressed for a few weeks and I'll try again. <laughs> well, I, I think if, if there's anything to take from this, Claire, it's that you're a, yeah. you're a person of, uh, you're a creature of habit of, yeah. con, of consistency and, and overcoming incredible ad- adversity. So yeah, I think the power is yours, mate. Yeah, we just have to. I think as creative people, we have this just drive, this desire, this fire inside us. And if we don't get it out, it'll just burn us out. It'll just, yeah. just burn us out and we, we can't, you know, I just don't think you should you should waste that. And as yeah. difficult as it can be, you know, maybe you might go without months of producing something, but just have that mm. idea. Yeah. And, and have that support and, you know, you'll create something. Absolutely. Eventually. And I think it's important, <laughs> um, I won't hold you up too much longer, but I, I think it's really important in this day and age too because – uh, it's funny, I just saw, if, I don't watch the news very often, but, and when I do, mm. I kind of go, oh, why, why do you watch that, right? <laughs> it's just shit. I mean, is any news good news? And, no. and, what, 
Yeah, and and I'm at the library of all places working on on a book. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah, us um us mega successful friggin' authors <laughs> hang out in public libraries writing books. Uh, but, definitely. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I love it. But um, yeah, I'm there, and and I see the TV with this headline: mm-hmm. um, writing standards in schools diminished. What? Yeah, oh my god! I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? The the thing is, so I'm actually assisting a master's student at the moment, um, <laughs> with her with her thesis, and her right. thing is actually about um education, and and doing like a whole new model of education, and like going mm. and just teaching, you know, just just helping students to yep. maybe focus on more creative endeavors, more like STEM subjects and stuff like that, and artistic things, and yeah, because it's it's just crap. You know, mm. like it's it's really saddening and disheartening to see things like that because it's just like, where is you know advertising without artists? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that was where right. is you know you need artists and creatives and and just writers for the yeah. world. Like you just yeah. need them, and it's just a, a, unfortunate that a lot of the time the world don't really see people who are writers or artists or just imaginers. Yeah, and um, hopefully, hopefully that you know something changes. But um, yeah, it's just it's crap again. <laughs> yeah, it just it 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 just it. I don't know. It just sort of uh, sparked a thought that I've been thinking for yeah. some time. I just feel like you see, you know, the average person today, everyone's got a phone in their hand. Yeah, and, and kids more than anything. Like I, I know, just, I'm blown away by it. And I don't. Know, I just think to myself, I don't. Know, I I really smile when I see a kid sitting there with a pen and paper. Oh, it's so good. Like so. Yeah. Um, I- um, I have a daughter and she's 10 and mm. um, we go to the library all the time and it's so great that she yeah. just peruses the bookshelves and sometimes I'll just kind of spy on her yeah, <laughs> and back so and, cool. and look at her and I'll just kind of see her and um, it's exciting and I, I've just introduced her to the nonfiction section Yeah, and, and she's like, what? I thought this was all adult. And I'm like, no. And she's like looking at it like this magical wonderland. I've just opened a door <laughs> to all these other things and it's so great to see her just peruse books and just learn and just love learning and love reading. And I just, I wish that that could be more mainstream again, you know, just yeah. get kids into libraries and feel books <laughs> like I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's a little bit harder these days. For, I think so. Happen, yeah. You know, but uh, yeah. but hey, look, yeah, I mean, if you're a kid that steals a book from a library, friggin' hats off to you, man. <laughs> right? You should get like an award. There should be a news program, kids totally. steal a book from library, like yeah, well done. Right. Because, I mean, you know, all too often, you, you know, every, every second kid's, like, stolen a handbag or right. a pair of shoes, whatever. Oh, still a book. Can you imagine going to court and saying, and, yeah, all these other kids going, yeah, yeah, stole a pair of Gucci's. Yeah, would you still? Yeah, stole a Clive Barker book from the library. Eh? Well, you fuck, man. You fucking weird world. I can't get it yeah. anywhere else. It was a shitty paper bag, but it was something. It was the first printing. <laughs> oh, I had to take it. And the court's like, fair enough, but you know, but buddy, fair enough. But that's, yeah. cool. that's a great addition. Can I look at that cover? Oh my god, it's signed. Oh, <laughs> uh, the court confiscates this. Exactly. <laughs> They're reading it in the chambers behind. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, could only dream. Yep. Not, not, only dream. Not, not that we're condoning or educating kids to steal, but uh, um, wink, wink, wink. Wink, wink, there we go. <laughs> oh, look, ball being there, done that. But yeah, but shit. Like, I mean, it's. I, I think it's just. It's great that 
uh, people like us uh, are yeah. waving the flag and keeping the creative fires burning for the next generation. You have to. Yeah, you have you to. Know? And it's, you know, it's, it's our journey, you know, as, as creative people. There are so many so many more things out there in the world, you know, mm. yet to explore and learn and it's just kids need that. You know, yeah. they, they just need to keep using their imagination however they can. I agree. So, yeah, go throw books at kids. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Ten points if you hit their head. <laughs> Hell to... <laughs> oh, well, said like a true horror author. <laughs> exactly. Pain, well... is, pain is not an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Claire, um, yeah. I think I think that, that covers everything, man. Yeah. I just I want to say the biggest of thank yous to you and the <laughs> massivest of congratulations to you on, on you. all your successes today. Um, thank you. Because I, I measure by I measure success by just getting a damn book out there, and you've right. done more than that. Oh, so well it's done. It's so to you. draining. <laughs> it is. So thank you. Yeah. 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 So, um, awesome. Well. Thanks so much for your time and thanks for all the advice and uh, yeah. and and sharing a lot of your insight with your background and everything. I, I, it's awesome. never easy talking about mental health, but you've done it with such a brave face and um, I hope that people listening are inspired. Yeah. I've been in therapy for like seven years. I'm all good. I'm an open book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, th- I think writing is therapy in itself. It so really is. It really you're is. You're a testament to that. So, Thank uh, you. <laughs> there is hope for all for all of us. Oh, fingers crossed. Absolutely. <laughs> and intestines crossed too. <laughs> and especially <laughs> intestines. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so okay. much, Claire. You've Thank been you. have been amazing and we'll talk soon. Okay. See ya. See ya. And that was my chat with Claire Fitzpatrick. Massive thanks to Claire. What an amazing human being. What an amazing story. So inspiring and so awesome to speak to someone um, as accomplished as Claire about writing, about publishing, self-publishing, being published. Um, you know, all, all the great things that she's achieved whilst dealing with mental health and uh, epilepsy. I think that's an incredible accomplishment um, to, you know, teach us all about overcoming adversity and uh, pushing on with life. I think it's great. And uh, more power to Claire. You know, I I think we need more people like Claire in this world. And um, I can't thank Claire enough and again for appearing on this podcast. And I cannot thank each and every single one of you enough for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I think it's so great that, um, that you guys and girls are taking the time to listen to it. Um, that really means the world to me. As I said, you know, I don't do this for thousands of likes or popularity or anything like that. I just do this to make a difference in people's worlds and their days. So, um, if this has, you know, been your breakfast, to you know with your morning coffee to listen to and uh give you the that jolt of energy to get on with your day then um that makes me happy if it's something that inspires or motivates you to go out and seek your own creative ventures then that makes me happy also so um uh i hope that um you can go that one step further and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on and uh please leave a review. It, it actually does help. Um, I don't expect people to write reviews, but honestly, I, I'd be really, really stoked if 
I get some more reviews out there just so that more people can find the show and uh, listen to some of these incredible stories from these amazing human beings like Claire. So anyway, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, again, go to Freak Productions and check out my creative works. Uh, please feel free to go through the catalog and listen to the many episodes that I've done uh, with some of these amazing people. And um, I look forward to having you all here again next week. Hopefully more of you. That'd be great. So uh, in the meantime, I hope you keep that smile on your dial. Uh, Turn that frown upside down if you haven't done it already. Have yourselves a positive week, a a happy week, and uh, go go sprinkle some sunshine on someone else's day, man. It, uh, It feels good. All right. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. You've been amazing. I've been Jesse. See you next time for happy days.